the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Free Show, talking about life, relationships, and achieving. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. Thank you so much again for joining the Sue Free Show, and I'm so blessed. I'm just beyond blessed, humbled, honored to be on this show. You know, there's a gentleman that keeps emailing me, and I'm going to have to, you know, ask for some Salem help. But this gentleman is saying that he believes I don't say the word Jesus enough. He believes that I don't don't talk about hell enough. And he believes that, uh, you know, I read from chapters and, and don't read enough that I that I do some scripture, but I don't read enough from his word. And so what I'm going to say right now is that if anybody doesn't understand where I'm coming from with this show, and if you're new, I apologize, but, you know, this is okay. You're going to understand from the very beginning what you're going to listen to is I'm a female mother, was a wife for 32 years, own a business, been in the industry, termite and pest control industry for 40 years. I came from the fashion industry and went into the bug industry, wondering what happened. And, uh, you know, you just bloom where you're planted. And I was planted in the uh, the bug world. And I was heavily involved in my church at the time that this purchase of this business came to be. And uh, I had to demote myself in the church. And the Lord spoke to me in his own way. Uh, you know, your, your employees are your ministry. My child, Tyson, who's now 35, from the age of two, suffered from chronic asthma. And I had asthma as a child and grew out of it. Why? I don't know. At seven, I had my tonsils out. They say there's no relation or correlation to, to not having asthma anymore. And I get it if I run a lot, laugh a lot, you know, all the things that are fun, um, I get asthma once in a while. But it's just a reminder of just how tough it is to not be able to breathe. It's not something that I struggle with, really. I mean, if I don't want to have asthma, just stop laughing. Ha ha. Uh, you know, but my son, on the other hand, it comes on with a vengeance. And it's always at night when you're really tired and you need to sleep and you can't sleep because you're coughing. And those that have asthma or respiratory issues, you understand what I'm talking about. So when I got into the pest control business, which was through family members, uh, you know, I didn't realize that that was the business I was going to be kind of known for the termite lady you know i'm trademarked as a termite lady but i didn't realize at the time that that's what was going to happen i just wanted to understand more about pest control the industry chemicals and my poor little son and how i can make his life easier so moving fast forward um during the time when i was growing up I had a lot of things happen to me, just like all of us. We all have issues. We all have a story to tell. And mine were, uh, you know, being sexually abused, uh, being raped, um, having an abortion as a teenager. Just, you know, I could go on, but why? 
and feeling unworthy, feeling unworthy to receive God's love, feeling unworthy to receive love at all. I felt like I didn't deserve anything. And then something happened. I got married, had a child six months after I got married. And 13 years into the marriage, the marriage was failing drastically. And I'm like, okay, Lord, what do I do? What do I do? So during that 13 years, I drew closer to the Lord. I drew closer and found a church and my children came to church. And, you know, I'm just giving you my life story here. And during that time, I just got into his word and understood because I thought, I want to be a submissive wife. What does that mean? And what I realized is submission doesn't mean doormat. And I realized I was codependent and that my husband's words were who I was. You know, I didn't know anything other than, you know, what he thought of me was who I was. But what I realized as time went on is I felt like I needed to get out of the situation, even though my mom and dad got divorced. And I promised myself I would never put my children through that. So I stayed in a marriage that was less than godly and less than healthy. And, uh, you know, I still love my the father of my children. I will love him. Uh, I'm friends. Everything is good. It just didn't work out that we're still married. So with that being said, I drew nearer to the Lord and the Lord provided people to come into my life and tell me and help me and show me and share and love on me. Not everybody. There were judgmental people. There were people that were the opposite. And so you deal with both. And in the meantime, I'm running a business and I'm trying to take care of my employees and their families and trying to take care of my customers the best I could. So my personal relationship with my heavenly father, yes, Jesus, comes, you know, it it comes with a price, but he paid, God paid the ultimate price because he sent his only only begotten son to die in my place, to take my sin away to where I would receive his love and that I was worthy to receive his love. And I was washed clean, white as snow, to where I could lift my head up. So can you, if you're feeling this, if you're feeling this oppression, this is not what God wants for your life. It's not what he wants. He wants you to feel his love and the purpose that he created for you. And if you don't know what that is, my heart breaks. But it's not too late. As long as there's breath, there's hope. Isn't that a wonderful thing? As long as there's breath, there's hope. In 2011, I had a horse accident. And the year before that on Mother's Day, I had another horse accident. I fractured my back by my horse bucking me off. Didn't know I fractured my back. I just hurt to cough, hurt to breathe, hurt to move. But I kept going until I later, 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 I got an MRI and they told me that I, or an x-ray or whatever, and uh, found out that I fractured my back. And that's scary. So then a year later, I'm healed from that issue, and I decide to get back up on the horse. Don't ask me. I can't even explain that. It was Father's Day, 2011. Yes, June. I asked my daughter. No, no, no. This one, the Mother's Day was with my daughter. She had to watch that whole thing happen. This one, I decided to go out all by myself to the arena. I ran the horse around, round, round, you know, like you're supposed to get all those oats out of them. And then he comes up, puts his nuzzle, nuzzles his nose right up on my shoulder. So I'm thinking we're friends. I put my foot in the stirrup, put my other foot over the saddle, and all of a sudden, there he goes, starts bucking. I mean, I wasn't on that saddle five seconds, and he's bucking. And I'm like, oh, heck no, you don't do this to me again. So I start to dismount, and in my dismount, 
The saddle went up. I came down. And somehow I felt like my knee displaced. I already had a bad knee, had to have cortisone shots in my knee. I'm a professional dancer, and uh, I would get these shots. But anyway, so I felt like my knee went out. So I thought, okay, I'm getting off. I'm not going to have a leg, so just land on the other leg. So I did. I put my left leg down. I, I went down, and I just rolled in the sand. My, my phone, by the way, had uh, flown the other direction on the first jump. Uh, that I had. So I knew my phone was not on me, so I had no way to communicate. I laid there in the sand, wailing, uh, screaming, yelling, help, 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 and no one could hear me. No one could hear me. I could see people in the distance, but nobody could hear me. I felt like I was yelling so loud that a fire, like as loud as a fire siren. If you're tuning in right now, you're tuning into the Sue Freeze Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5. Thank you, San Diegans, for tuning into this show and the word uh, KDAR and up even more north, uh, KUHL, uh, KCBQ. I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. But anyway, uh, yeah, getting back to the story. During this time... Oh, I I got to the hospital, and that day I was supposed to be live on the radio because I used to be live all the time every Saturday for years and years and years. But this Saturday, um, I I get to the hospital, and I tell the lady in the the emergency room, I said, you know, can you just put my knee back? Just just put my leg back, and I know I'll be fine. And they kept just looking at me funny and and saying, no, honey, we can't do that. And and the firemen, when they came and got me, do you want morphine? No, I don't. I want to know what I'm feeling so I can tell them what I'm feeling. So I had no pain relief because I chose not to. And um, hours and hours, it seemed like, went by. And I, I knew the radio show. I had to get to the radio show. And they said, you're not going anywhere. So then they took an x-ray. I said, go ahead. You know, you don't need to. I already know what's wrong. But, you know, listen to me. I'm a doctor now. They came back and said, honey, uh, we're going to have to transport you to another hospital that can do surgery on you. I'm like, what are you talking about? Ended up I shattered my leg in a million pieces. And I have x-rays to prove that in case you're doubting me. And, uh, you know, I had uh, two surgeons in my leg for six to eight hours. And I have a metal plate and 10 pans to this day. And I'm talking to you in 2017. I'm back on the dance floor. I'm back in the water doing things that I love to do. And I praise Jesus, my miracle doctor, and the surgeons that he put there. You know, it was, it was just an, a miracle, the whole thing. Uh, that I was put back together again. But rolling the dice, rolling the dice back, I don't even gamble. Rolling the clock back to 1992-93, I was so devastated in my marriage that I felt like I could not go on any further. I felt like I just, there was, I didn't know what to do, didn't know how to do it, and I just knew my children were depending on me, and I just didn't know how I was going to be a good mom to them when I felt so like a failure in my marriage and I just wanted so badly for everything to work I wanted so badly and I kept praying out to God and I went to church and I read the Bible I memorized scriptures and I just felt like he wasn't he wasn't hearing me for some reason so then I was listening to a radio show, a radio show, get that? A radio show on KKLA, imagine that. I'm listening to this radio show, and it's talking about help for me, 1-800-HELP-FOR-ME, and I'm thinking, I need some help, I need some help, I need some help. But how could I do that? I have two little children depending on me. How, could I, how can I get help when I, when I have all of these responsibilities? And 
I call my sister after listening to the show and I'm telling her what's going on and she's listened to me and, and she says, Sue, you need to go. And I said, how can I go? And she goes, well, I'll come. I'll watch the kids for you so you can go. And she goes, I don't know how I'm going to do that because I'm working. And uh, I said, I don't know either, Dars. So not an hour, not a day went by. And Darcy calls me and she goes, you're never going to guess what happened. And I said, what happened? She goes, I just got laid off. I went, what? She goes, yeah, but don't worry about it. Now I can come. I can take care of the kids. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So you never know how the Lord's going to work. And I'm not going to say that God caused that, but he allowed it. He allowed everything to happen. And there's a reason and a season for everything we go through. Why am I telling you all this? Because one person decided to tell me that I wasn't, he didn't feel I was right to be on the radio and he didn't feel that I was doing the right thing. So I'm just hoping he's listening to this show because I want him to understand that without my heavenly father, my Jesus, my Lord, I wouldn't be on the radio. I wouldn't be the mom I am today. I wouldn't be the person I am today. I wouldn't be the friend I am today or the boss that I am today. I'm hoping that I impact people in a positive way, not a negative way. And I do it through the love of Jesus. There are times when I just feel like, oh, why bother? Why get up? Because I just feel tired. But then the Lord gets a hold of me and says, get up, get going. There's people out there that need you, Sue. And I get up and I get going. People say, how do you do it? I don't know. I just do. And so should you, if you can. Do what you can. Impact others. Think about others. Put others before yourself. Do I always know? But every time I don't, I realize it. And I'll go, I'm glad God's not done with me yet. It's a journey. So I don't beat myself up anymore. I do check myself. I check myself because if there is any evil way, if there's anything that I'm doing that's not the right thing, I want the Lord to reveal it to me so that I can be better for him. And those that I am talking to on the radio, like you. So I hope this helps. During that time when my sister got laid off so she could watch the children, I ended up putting myself into this place called Fred Gross Help for Me. I was going in for three days because I was working at the time and I got a little bit of a leave to where I could go there for three days. I ended up being in there for a lot longer than that. I miss my children drastically, but I felt like I would be a better mom if I took time to take care of me. I needed time for Sufri's. I needed time for me to understand what I'd been through, who I was, and what that means moving forward. I wanted to be the mom that was complete so I could give my kids what they needed. It's like when you go into an airplane and they talk to you about the oxygen mass that comes down, and they always tell you what, Kevin? They tell you to take care of yourself first, right? Because you can't take care of another person if you run out of air. You have to breathe first. So I'm telling you this because you need to understand if you are one that's very giving and you keep giving and giving and giving, Leanne, there's a time when you need to take time for you. There's time where you need to just take time for you because God loves you. And in order for you to give your all, you have to have all of you to give. 
So I'm calling people out because I see it. I see what's happening, and I just want you guys to be complete and whole. And I want you to be here tomorrow and the next day and the next day. So I hope you're hearing me. Okay, where did all that come from? I have no idea other than thank you to this gentleman who wrote me and messed up my weekend. But it was worth it because I need you to understand that my love for Jesus Christ is because he first loved me. And he gave his life for me. And he gave his life for you. When I really grabbed hold of that, just that, it's huge. But when I really grabbed hold of that, that's when I was set free. That's when my life changed to where I realized who I was to him. And that I needed to see me through his eyes. Not this person, not that person, not this person over here. But I need to see myself through Jesus' eyes. And I want to live by who he says I am. It's another thing this gentleman brought up about the I am's. The I am's are real and it's who Jesus says you are. Because I had a lot of people telling me other things. And I had to get the courage to say, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. Because that isn't who I am. I am not that. Man, there's power in that. The power is in his name. So if you need power, then you need to speak Jesus' name. I feel good. I feel really good right now. I feel emotional. I feel really good, though. So today I want to talk about spiritual oxygen. Are you getting it? And this is yes by another person. But I want to reference during this time, I'm going to reference my book. Because, you know, I wrote my book back in 2011. Well, actually, it didn't even get published till probably 2012, 2013. But I was writing it when I was laid up with this leg issue. I was in a wheelchair for six months. And during that time, I kept hearing the Lord say, be still and know that I am God. And when he would say that to me, I just had to just breathe. I had to breathe in, breathe out. And doing that causes you to just be still. And that's difficult for me. (laughs) Very difficult for me to sit in this chair right now and talk to you on the radio for an hour. It's tough for me. I'm telling you, you have no idea unless you know me intimately, you, you will know that I have a hard time sitting. I'm always moving. So spiritual oxygen, are you getting it? Stacy, I hope I'm saying her name right. Weib or Weeby, something like that. Uh, W-I-E-B-E. How funny. It starts out this way. Breathe in, breathe out. We do it 12, 14 times a minute without thinking. At rest, our lungs take in six liters of air per minute. When we're working hard, we can take in more than 100. In my book, I'm referencing my book right now, in the very introduction, the first scripture, because my Learning to Breathe book, One Women's Heroic Journey to Save Her Child's Life and Yours by Sue Freeze. The introduction says this, Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. That's Genesis 2, 7. You know, breathing is a miracle we don't stop to think about very much. It's involuntary. We just do it. 
in my book, I'm referencing another one. And it says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord, praise the Lord, Psalm 156. And my dedication for my family, the inspiration for this story, and my reason for completing this book. That's my dedication for my family. In the same way, God created us with the capacity to breathe, to sustain our natural lives. He has given us a way to breathe spiritually for our spiritual well-being. I've got all these tabs, so bear with me here, because here's another tab. I want to reference this. In chapter 2, the scripture at the beginning of my book says, In his hand is the life of every creature and the breath of all mankind. That's Job twelve ten. Spiritual breathing, like physical breathing, said Bill Wright, founder of Campus Crusade for Christ, is a process of exhaling, exhaling the impure and inhaling the pure. An exercise in faith that enables you to experience God's love and forgiveness and walk in the spirit as a way of life. But the average Christian does not understand this concept of spiritual breathing as an exercise of faith and, as a result, lives on a spiritual roller coaster. Bright continues, he or she goes from one emotional experience to another, living most of his or her life as a worldly Christian, controlling his or her own life, frustrated and fruitless. Spiritual breathing defined. Physical breathing provides the body with a constant supply of oxygen, which is necessary for energy production. It also releases the byproduct of the process, carbon dioxide, a gas that is lethal in large quantities. Spiritual breathing is like physical breathing in that we exhale by confessing our sins immediately to God and claiming his forgiveness. So, side note, this is Sue talking right now with the Holy Spirit guiding me. When you are in any situation, if there is anything that you're saying, if there's anything that you're doing, as soon as you recognize it, as soon as that little voice, as soon as your heart like does this little thing, you know, you just feel uncomfortable, your heart and your head are not in alignment, ask for forgiveness, confess your sins, ask for forgiveness, and then move on. Don't linger. Don't wait there. Inhale. By asking the Holy Spirit to control and empower us and to keep us from returning to sin. Usually we don't think about our physical breathing, but spiritual breathing is something that requires conscious action. A readiness to exhale, confess our sin, and to inhale, trust God to fill us with his Holy Spirit. Some of you listening right now might have or have not ever experienced this. This Holy Spirit. Filling us with the Holy Spirit. As you grow in His love, grow in a relationship with our Heavenly Father, you will understand it. Don't rush it. It'll happen. Just understand that it is there, and you just need to trust God, and He will fill you with His Holy Spirit. Just trust Him. Don't wait to exhale. We will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief break. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, 
My mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother, Andy Cola, cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. Ecola termite and pest control. 877-332-BUGS. All right, it's David James. My friend, Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola, is here. And, Sue, you were just telling me that allergies and termites have something in common? Dave, if you have a problem with termites in your home but also suffer from allergies and chemical sensitivity, we offer an array of termite control services that will be able to solve your problem without putting your health at risk. Our Ecola heat process uses extreme heat instead of chemicals to kill and remove termites and any other pests that may be infesting your home. Yes, and you were telling me me about the awesome electro gun treatments it sends electricity through the wood and you use it as part of your termite control services they're very effective so if you are concerned with your health and are sensitive to chemicals know that we have an array of options for termite control don't sacrifice your health or the health of your home call ecola termite pest control services now 800-332-BUGS 800-332-BUGS or termitelady.com ecola powerful termite and pest control as gentle as a butterfly. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. Thank you, Ecola Termite and Pest Management Services. Listen, if you want to be a sponsor on my show, I would love to talk with you. This is what you need to do. Go to Sue Freeze, spell like fries, one word, dot com. When you go there, connect with me, won't you? And let's talk about the opportunities available to you. On the Sue Free site, there are a lot of things you can gain there. There are videos there. There's podcasts, eight and a half years of podcasts. There are opportunities in case you're at home and you want to make extra money. There's opportunities there, products that I use, that I believe in, and I just want to share them with you. I'm not, I'm not trying to force anything on anybody. I'm just, there's opportunities out there, and if you want to know more about them, I am willing to share. And that's all that is, okay? So, I, you know, I'm not into to making money on this thing. I just want to share the products that I use and that I believe in. I've been, for instance, Sunrider. I've been drinking this drink for, I don't know, 25, 30 years. And, uh, you know, I just feel really good. So I think it's a really good product. Uh, I also use this product called LipSense. It's lipstick that doesn't come off on your cup on, you know, when you kiss somebody. Uh, it's really a nice product. And they have all these different fabulous colors. So if you want to get involved with all of that, just let me know and I'll, I'll help you out. So um, and if you want to be a sponsor in the show, I welcome that. There might be new companies or people that have not done companies that haven't done advertising before. And I want to open up this little door for you and say that I'm a lot less expensive than the average spot. And you can try this out to start with. And then once you see that it's working for you, then you can go to the station and you can go buy whatever you want to buy. But for right now, maybe you just need to get, you know, a little toe in the water, leap of faith, you can call it toe in the water, whatever you want to call it. But I can help you with this because I've been doing advertising a long, long time. And I will tell you geographically if it's a good fit. I will tell you. I have different shows. I, mean, I have the same show, but I have different stations 
based in different counties, you know, like San Diego or Ventura. And you can advertise just in one of those. You don't have to advertise all up and down like I am. You can advertise where you are because you don't want to advertise and have the person too far away where you can't really service them, take care of them. So I will work through that with you. I'm happy to do it. I would love to give forward. I want to share. So don't hold back and don't wait, you know, just connect with me. Would you go to Sue Free, spot like fries, one word dot com. I'm going to make a jingle like that. All right. And learning to breathe. Uh, in the first segment, I kind of talked about the book and how uh, I had to sit still. And so I wrote this book. I don't think I really said that I wrote the book then, but I did. I wrote the book while I was um, not able to do much of anything else. And I had a lot of time to think and a lot of time to talk into a recorder and, uh, you know, just get my thoughts down. And then they had to be kind of put in some type of order because I kind of think all over the place. And so I need a little help putting things in some type of order. And another thing that I learned during this time is the chronological timeline. And I learned the repetitiveness of certain number of years and how things kind of went in first full circle. So it's really interesting if you ever want to do a timeline on your own life and figure out, you know, where the ebbs and the flows are and and all of that. Um, it's an important thing for you to do. Okay. So uh, don't wait to exhale. Learning to breathe. John 3.18. And the scripture for, it's in my chapter six of learning to breathe, the book that I wrote. And it's let us not love with word or with tongue, but in deed and truth. John 3.18. So it's right after John 3.16. For God so loved the world. Everybody, I think almost everybody knows that scripture. But let us not love with word or with tongue, but indeed in truth. So um, actions speak louder than words is another way to put that. And I have found that to be true. Not that I don't need words. I want my the actions and my words to match. I want them to, you know, to kind of measure up. But, uh, you know, our actions, what we do means a lot. So one measure of Christian maturity is the shortness of time between when we sin to the time we confess it. If we keep short accounts with God, our old sin nature can be kept on a short leash. We can confess our sin as soon as we enter a sinful thought and before we speak an ugly word or act on evil desires. Spiritual exhaling is agreeing with God about our sin, whether in thought or deed. See, we can sin even in our thoughts, can't we? And thanking him for his forgiveness and expressing a willingness to change our attitude and actions. See, his forgiveness, thanking him for what we have, but his forgiveness is what frees us when we understand that his grace is sufficient. He's not holding account of what you've done up until this point. He's not not saying, shame on you. He's not doing that. He just wants you to come over and, and, and experience what he has for you. But as long as you continue to do these other things, I, I'm a parent. And I, I want to make my children's lives easy. I, I want them to experience the fullness of life, the fullness of the joy of the Lord. I want them to understand and, ex- and experience all that. So when I see one of my children making a bad choice, when I see them doing something out of maybe a little bit of rebellion, or if I see them doing something that I know has nothing but consequences, negative ones, um, I really want to save that. I, I want to save them from the pain of that. But as a parent, it's not always 
possible to do that. In fact, sometimes when you're trying to do that, they end up going further away or in the direction you want them to move away from. Uh, I, I don't experience that that much. I really don't. And I'm thinking of my kids' teenage years, not their 30s years. Um, you know, they are adults now and they love the Lord and they're they're doing really wonderful things. And I'm very, very fortunate, very blessed and thankful. Thank you, God, that we uh, endured and, and got through all of that. But it wasn't until I understood his forgiveness that I was freed to receive what he had for me. And that might be where you're at. You know, you might be caught up in the bitterness or the unforgiveness of somebody else is doing something against you, trespassed against you, or something where you just are holding on to something. What I had to realize is that that made me a prisoner. That made me um, sometimes bitter, sometimes just relentlessly kind of ugly, you know, and it wasn't an ugly, it was an ugly place for me. It wasn't joyful. It wasn't peaceful. There was no harmony in it. It was ugly. So I wanted to get out of that ugly place and get into that beautiful place, that peaceful uh, place. I'm thinking green. When I think beautiful and peaceful, I think green. Why is that? That's interesting. I just, that's the color that came to mind. And that comes from my daughter, Tiana, who's an artist. And she thinks and feels and her emotions are colors. So she always tells me what she's feeling by telling me what color she's feeling. It's, it's interesting. But, you know, it's a different way of looking at things. I speak with my hands. You can't see me right now, but I am speaking with my hands. Ah, spiritual exhaling is agreeing with God about our sin whether in thought or deed, and thanking him for his forgiveness. I'm just wanting to say that again, because I think it's important that we get that in there. The more immediately sin is confessed and forsaken, the more sensitive and tender the heart remains. Rights, life action ministry. Spiritual breathing is an integral part of maintaining personal purity. The practice of breathing spiritually aids in developing a God consciousness, which in turn serves to keep the revived heart spiritually focused and less susceptible to continual inequity. Breathing in the Holy Spirit. To inhale spiritually is to receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit by faith. How do we do that? When we receive Jesus Christ as our leader and forgiver, the Holy Spirit immediately enters our lives and he never leaves he enters our lives. I've, I've heard people, I've asked people, and, and sometimes they say, I don't, I don't feel him. I don't sense him. And, and then there's other times where you sense him so strong that there is no doubt. The Holy Spirit lives in us so that we can demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit. Do you know what the fruit of the Spirit is? I'm going to side, sidebar this right now and I had a conversation with a friend the other day, and, and we were discussing um, something. And, and a saying that is said is, people will ask me sometimes, you know, well, is that person a Christian? Or do you know if that person's a Christian? Or, or somebody will refer to somebody as being a strong Christian. And I'll say, my answer is, is I don't know if they're a Christian. It's not for me to judge if they're a Christian. It's not, I'm, not, I'm not in that seat. That's, that's for God to decide, right? All I say is you will know them by their fruit. So when a person has the fruit of the Spirit such as these, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, 
gentleness and self-control. And if a person is working towards being more like that, I would say that's being Christ-like because that's what he wants from us. So when somebody says, is that person a Christian or that person is a strong Christian, my evaluation for my own personal relationship, because I can't rely on other people's relationships, I want to rely on my relationship because I've had in the past in church, at work, people will describe somebody that's contrary to what I've personally experienced with this individual. And first of all, that's a form of rumor gossip, and I, I like to avoid that at all cost. But if I'm in some place where I can't do that, my evaluation is, is that's not the experience I've had with that person. So I am going to relate to that person on the level in which I'm being related back to. And if I feel the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness from that person, then that's what I'm feeling. And that's the relationship I want to grow. So I hope that helps some of you out there. Uh, because I really get annoyed. So please stop asking me if somebody is or isn't because it's not for me to decide. Okay? Don't ask me that anymore. Please don't ask me that. Experience a meaningful prayer life and study of God's word. Experience power in witnessing. And that's in Acts 1.8. You know, it's really wonderful. I'm going garage selling. And Steve Nelson is somebody I've been dating for a while now, and he looks for opportunities to witness. And he does it in a very mild way. But we were at a garage sale over the weekend, and it's three daughters who lost their father to colon cancer. And the gentleman, his name was Scott, and he was only 49 years old. 49! And these three girls are left with a house, and all that goes in the house, five bedrooms of furniture they sold the house in two weeks and they needed to get everything out in two weeks so i purchased quite a few of the pieces in there for the ministry house and when i told them that they offered me anything else i wanted from that house i told them i wouldn't just take them i i needed to pay for them but it was an amazing weekend and Stephen took the time to talk to them about their father and did he go to church, all of that, and, you know, him just saying that, you know, it's wonderful to realize that they'll see him again in heaven. Now, we don't know for sure who is and who is not going to get into heaven. That, too, is not something we judge. You're listening to The Sue Free Show. And thank you so much for joining in. And I don't know if this is your first time, your 10th time, your eight years of time. Uh, thank you for my fans, for my family, my friends, the people that connect with me. If you're not connecting with me, please do so. Because this is a one-way conversation on this mic. And I really would love to get to know you. I'm going to be having more lunch with Susie's. I don't have any dates set because I just had a huge celebration that kind of took over everything. But it's done now and I can move on with life. And it was a wonderful celebration. And I just feel so overwhelmed with loving blessings of my family and friends. Just thank you so much, everyone who was part of that. Uh, incredible. So the rest of this is this. Be prepared for spiritual battle against the world, the flesh, and the devil. There's that word Devil. Hell is real. The devil is real. He's not some person that's all red with horns. He might be. I don't know. All I know 
is that he's real and he wants to devour us. And he doesn't do it really strong and big. He does it little tiny like a fade. There's a song called Fade, and it talks about how he just comes in little by little by little until you get, you know, maneuvered over to this direction or that direction and you get ripped up by the waves. So be prepared. And the more good you do, the more battle you're going to fight. That's a true statement right there. If you want to know if you're doing right, or doing well, you know, if you're not in battle, then maybe you need to fight a little harder or do a little more. I don't know. Who wants that? Nobody wants it. Nobody wants to fight the battle, but the battle's there. But the beauty is, is in the I am's, it says that I am victorious, that we are victorious, that the battle has already been fought and the battle has already been won. And if you believe that, you'll get through it. You'll get through it and you'll be victorious. Keep claiming it in Jesus name. Experience power to resist temptation and sin. 1 Corinthians 10.13, Philippians 4.13. Resist the power of temptation and sin. There's a lot of scriptures for that. And the last of this uh, article says, Though all born-again Christians have the Holy Spirit living inside them, not all are filled with the Holy Spirit. Not all are experiencing what he has to offer. I have another tab I have to go to, so I'm going to it now. And this is in my Learning to Breathe book, too. And it says this this is chapter three. You know, um, when I wrote this book, it's not just about my son with his asthma. That's the journey. And this book was written for a movie. Any movie people out there? It's written to be a movie. And uh, this is Romans 3, 5, and it says, But we rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. Now, I know that I didn't feel, when I was going through all these things, I didn't feel like rejoicing. I'm telling you. I'm just being honest. I didn't feel like rejoicing at all. But I did know that for everything that we get put through, that the Lord is preparing us for the next assignment. So whenever you're going through a battle, whenever you're going through problems, you know, just troubles, just understand that there is a lesson in it. Learn the lesson. Sooner is better than later, I'm saying. And after you learn the lesson, just understand that you're, you're a better person. You're a bigger person. You know what you can endure now because you just went through that, whatever that was. You just went through it, right? You pushed through it. You persevered. So now you know you could get through that. Sometimes you feel like, oh, my gosh, Lord, you tell me you won't give me more than I can handle. But it sure feels like it right now. Right? It sure feels like it right now. So some are not experiencing what he has to offer. To be filled, empowered, and controlled by the Holy Spirit, we must, in faith, acknowledge our dependence on him and hand him the reins of our life. We are commanded in Ephesians 5.18 to keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. To keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, um, when my son was playing baseball, he was so young and adorable and so good at baseball. Except for his ADD and, you know, a crow would fly and a gopher would come out of a hole and he gets distracted easy. And so... You know, the ball would fly and the squirrel would be in the ground and, you know, all this stuff going on. And that was a problem. But when he was in action, man, he was on it. Soccer was better because there was a lot more going on all at once. And he was the best defense because the ball, wherever it was, there he was. 
he was uh, given a, uh, an offer um, for a scholarship with soccer, but he chose not to take it. And I think that was the right choice. Um, during his uh, baseball, it was very hot where we played uh, in Simi Valley. And, and I would sometimes, after parking the car in the, the uh, rocked, not paved, but rock, just a bunch of rocks parking lot, I would park the car. I'd already let him out with all his equipment and all those good things. And then I'd park the car, and then I would walk with the hot sun beating down on me, and I would walk, and I would just pray. I would pray to the Lord, and I can tell you that it doesn't matter where you are. You know, you don't have to be in church. You don't have to be in some safe, wonderful, comfortable place. I wasn't. I was with the stones, you know, uneven stones on the ground, big ones, and hot sun beating down on me, and I was hot. I was sweaty. And I would just pray. I was just praying, and I was just thanking him for who he was and what he's done for me, and thanking him that I have breath and that I have my son who has asthma, but he's still playing sports. And I thanked him for my daughter who was completely different than my son. Same mom, same dad, but completely different. And I was thanking the Lord, and I just, I really got into prayer, and I spoke his words from his book, and I just, I just kept saying them. And I never felt closer to my Heavenly Father than during those times when I spent time with him, time in his word, time in prayer, and just making him the focal point of that moment, that half hour, that 15 minutes, to where I really just allowed the Holy Spirit to come inside me and to be there with me and to guide me. Because you know what? I made a choice and I knew I needed him. I needed him to take over because my life was out of control. My life was spinning at a very rapid pace and I needed the Lord to to guide me and to give me the courage and the strength I needed to move forward in what I had to do. And so I'm saying these things not for you to feel sorry for me. This is not all about me. I'm telling you these things because I feel there's a lot of people out there that don't feel comfortable sharing, number one, or asking for help. I feel there's people out there that don't understand the power that's in his name. I feel there's there's people out there that think they're alone. They're isolated because the devil wants us to feel that way, that we're the only ones going through this problem. We're the only ones going through these things. And I'm just here to tell you that that is a lie. That's a lie from the devil, that there are other people out there that have gone through similar, maybe not exactly, not exactly to the T story that you have. Because we're all unique. And the people we associate with are unique. You know, we're like snowflakes. There's not two the same. Even twins, they're not the same. There's a little difference in there. So the the good news in that is that our Heavenly Father loves us. He forgives us. His grace is sufficient. He wants you to be with Him. He wants you to understand His love, His sacrifice, and that you are worth it. That you are valuable. And that you are his. You're his child. 
And as a parent, we understand that our children, when they ask for something, don't we want to give it to them? Don't we want to give them all they want? Not if it's bad, not if they're asking for bad things. I get that. But if they're asking for things that you want to give them, don't you do your best to try to give it to them? And how much more our Heavenly Father wants to do that for us? He does. And that's really wonderful. But we get in our own way. I got in my own way. I got in his way. Because I kept shunning people that he'd bring to me. I kept saying, no, it's okay. I got this one. I don't need your help. I I wouldn't be that mean. I wouldn't say that outright. But I would just act like I had it all together. I would pretend. And say, ah, no problem. I got it. I got it. I can handle this one. When really inside, I was just feeling like, how am I going to do this, Lord? How am I going to do this? If, if I could challenge you with anything, I'm going to challenge you with this. Heavenly Father, help me say this right. <laughs> I want to challenge you to humble yourself, to identify what it is, if you can, and find somebody, ask the Lord to reveal somebody in your life that you can share what you're feeling with. And, and so you have somebody that you can bounce things off with. Has to be a safe person, though, okay? Let me know how that goes for you. Go to SueFreeze.com. Tell me what, how it's going. God bless you. Be a blessing each and every day. Bye-bye. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.